Section 36 of the Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1, by Abdul Baha Abbas. May 30, 1912, at Broadway and 79th Street, New York. Theosophical Lodge. Notes by Howard MacNutt. I am greatly pleased with these expressions of kindly feeling and evidences of spiritual susceptibility. Tonight I am very happy in the realization that our aims and purposes are the same, our desires and longings are one. This is a reflection and evidence of the oneness of the world of humanity and the intention toward accomplishment of the most great peace. Therefore, we are united in will and purpose. In the world of existence there are no greater questions than these oneness of the world of humanity ensures the glorification of man international peace is the assurance of the welfare of all humankind there are no greater motives and purposes in the human soul as we are agreed upon them the certainty of unity and concord between baha'is and theosophists is most hopeful their purposes are one their desires one and spiritual susceptibilities are common to both their attention is devoted to the divine kingdom they partake alike of its bounty today the human world is in need of a great power by which these glorious principles and purposes may be executed the cause of peace is a very great cause it is the cause of god and all the forces of the world are opposed to it governments for instance consider militarism as the step to human progress that division among men and nations is the cause of patriotism and honor that if one nation attack and conquer another gaining wealth territory and glory thereby this warfare and conquest this bloodshed and cruelty are the cause of that victorious nation's advancements and prosperity this is an utter mistake compare the nations of the world to the members of a family a family is a nation in miniature simply enlarge the circle of the household and you have the nation enlarge the circle of nations and you have all humanity the conditions surrounding the family surround the nation the happenings in the family are the happenings in the life of the nation would it add to the progress and advancement of a family if dissensions should arise among its members fighting pillaging each other jealous and revengeful of injury seeking selfish advantage nay this would be the cause of the effacement of progress and advancement so it is in the great family of nations for nations are but an aggregate of families therefore as strife and dissension destroy a family and prevent its progress so nations are destroyed and advancement hindered all the heavenly books divine prophets sages and philosophers agree that warfare is destructive to human development and peace constructive they agree that war and strife strike at the foundations of humanity Therefore, a power is needed to prevent war and to proclaim and establish the oneness of humanity. But knowledge of the need of this power is not sufficient. Realizing that wealth is desirable is not becoming wealthy. The admission that scientific attainment is praiseworthy does not confer scientific knowledge. Acknowledgement of the excellence of honor does not make a man honorable. Knowledge of human conditions and the needed remedy for them is not the cause of their betterment. To admit that health is good does not constitute health. A skilled physician is needed to remedy existing human conditions, as a physician is required to have complete knowledge of pathology, diagnosis, therapeutics, and treatment, so this world physician must be wise, skillful, and capable before health will result. 
His mere knowledge is not health. It must be applied and the remedy carried out. The attainment of any object is conditioned upon knowledge, volition, and action. Unless these three conditions are forthcoming, there is no execution or accomplishment. In the erection of a house, it is first necessary to know the ground and design the house suitable for it. Second, to obtain the means or funds necessary for the construction. Third, to actually build it. Therefore, a power is needed to carry out and execute what is known and admitted to be the remedy for human conditions, namely, the unification of mankind. Furthermore, it is evident that this cannot be realized through material process and means. The accomplishment of this unification cannot be through racial power, for races are different and diverse in tendencies. It cannot be through patriotic power, for nationalities are unlike. Nor can it be effected through political power, since the policies of governments and nations are various. That is to say, any effort toward unification through these material means would benefit one and injure another because of unequal and individual interests. Some may believe this great remedy can be found in dogmatic insistence upon imitations and interpretations. This would likewise be without foundation and result. Therefore, it is evident that no means but an ideal means, a spiritual power, divine bestowals, and the breaths of the Holy Spirit will heal this world sickness of war, dissension, and discord. Nothing else is possible. Nothing can be conceived of. But through spiritual means and the divine power, it is possible and practicable. Consider history. What has brought unity to nations, morality to peoples, and benefits to mankind? If we reflect upon it, we will find that establishing the divine religions has been the greatest means towards accomplishing the oneness of humanity. The foundation of divine reality and religion has done this, not imitations of ancestral religious forms. Imitations are opposed to each other and have ever been the cause of strife, enmity, jealousy, and war. The divine religions are collective centers in which diverse standpoints may meet, agree, and unify. They accomplish oneness of nativities, races, and policies. For instance, His Holiness Christ united various nations, brought peace to warring peoples, and established the oneness of humankind. The conquering Greeks and Romans, the prejudiced Egyptians and Assyrians were all in a condition of strife, enmity, and war, but His Holiness gathered these varied peoples together and removed the foundations of discord, not through racial, patriotic, or political power, but through divine power, the power of the Holy Spirit. This was not otherwise possible. All other efforts of men and nations remain as mere mention in history without accomplishment. As this great result is contingent upon divine power and bestowals, where shall the world obtain that power? God is eternal and ancient, not a new God. His sovereignty is of old, not recent, not merely existent these five or six thousand years. This infinite universe is from everlasting. The sovereignty, power, names, and attributes of God are eternal ancient. His names presuppose creation and predicate his existence and will. We say God is creator. This name creator appears when we connote creation. We say God is the provider. This name presupposes and proves the existence of the provided. God is love. This name proves the existence of the beloved. In the same way, God is mercy, God is justice, God is life, etc., etc., Therefore, as God is creator, eternal and ancient, there were always creatures and subjects existing and provided for. There is no doubt that divine sovereignty is eternal. Sovereignty necessitates subjects, ministers, trustees, and others subordinate to sovereignty. Could there be a king without countries, subjects, and armies? 
if we conceive of a time when there were no creatures no servants no subjects of divine lordship we dethrone god and predicate a time when god was not it would be as if he had been recently appointed and man had given these names to him the divine sovereignty is ancient eternal god from everlasting was love justice power creator provider the omniscient the bountiful as the divine entity is eternal the divine attributes are coexistent co-eternal the divine bestowals are therefore without beginning without end god is an infinite the works of god are infinite the bestowals of god are infinite as his divinity is eternal his lordship and perfections are without end as the bounty of the holy spirit is eternal we can never say that his bestowals terminate else he terminates if we think of the sun and then try to conceive of the cessation of the solar flame and heat we have predicated the non-existence of the sun for separation of the sun from its rays and heat is inconceivable therefore if we limit the bestowals of god we limit the attributes of god and limit god let us then trust in the bounty and bestowal of god let us be exhilarated with the divine breath illuminated and exalted by the heavenly glad tidings god has ever dealt with man in mercy and kindness he who conferred the divine spirit in former times is abundantly able and capable at all times and periods to grant the same bestowals therefore let us be hopeful the god who gave to the world formerly will do so now and in the future god who breathed the breath of the holy spirit upon his servants will breathe it upon them now and hereafter there is no cessation to his bounty the divine spirit is penetrating from eternity to eternity for it is the bounty of god and the bounty of god is eternal can you conceive of limitation of the divine power in atomic verities or cessation of the divine bounty in existing organisms could you conceive the power now manifest in this glass in cohesion of its atoms becoming non-existent the energy by which the water of the sea is constituted failing to exert itself and the sea disappearing a shower of rain today and no more showers afterward the effulgence of the sun terminated and no more light or heat when we observe that in the kingdom of minerals the divine bounties are continuous how much more shall we expect and realize in the divine spiritual kingdom how much greater the radiation of the lights of god and the bounty of life everlasting upon the soul of man as the body of the universe is continuous indestructible the bounties and bestowals of the divine spirit are everlasting i praise god that i am privileged to be present in this revered assembly which is quickened with spiritual susceptibilities and heavenly attraction its members investigating the reality their utmost hope the establishment of international peace and their greatest purpose service to the world of humanity when we observe the world of created phenomena we discover that each atom of the atoms of substance is moving through the various degrees and kingdoms of organic life for instance consider the ethereal element which is penetrating and traveling through all the contingent realities when there is vibration or movement in the ethereal element the eye is affected by that vibration and behold what is known as light in the same manner the bestowals of god are moving and circulating throughout all created things this illimitable divine bounty has no beginning and will have no ending it is moving circulating and becomes effective wherever capacity is developed to receive it in every station there is a specialized capacity therefore we must be hopeful that through the bounty and favor of god this spirit of life infusing all created beings shall quicken humanity and from its bestowals the human world become a divine world 
this earthly kingdom the mirror of the realm of divinity the virtues and perfections of the world of humanity become unveiled and the image and likeness of god be reflected from this temple i am most grateful to the president of this society and express my most respectful greetings to him it is my hope that all of you may be assisted in attaining the good pleasure of god the spiritual susceptibility of those present has made me very happy and i beg of god assistance and confirmation for all End of section 36